A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can make a change. We need a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com. I think I'm ready. I think I've blown my nose enough times to get through the okay, the, good. Pr- the broadcast. Good, yeah, good. Proceed. Go. That concludes the personal messages. We continue I... with music. That's the wrong uh, soundtrack, Angus. Do you want to just roll with it anyway? <laughs> we'll play them the other way around. Let's start on the outro. <laughs> Why not? I we're can't human. do it. No, 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 I can't oh, do we're it. We're human, we make mistakes. No, we don't. Yo. Yo. We totally didn't play the wrong music. No, it was, yeah, that didn't go well, did yeah, it? Yeah, uh, yeah, my head is elsewhere. I'm yeah. full of cold. You're not feeling very well today. No, I'm, don't say that, I've just got a cold. Yeah, yeah, you have a cold. Or, you know, bird flu. Yeah, I might die before the end of yeah, the week. I hope not. If you give me bird flu, I'm going to be very angry. Yeah. Right, welcome to Start of a Ten. He's George. He's Angus. And we are back. Again. With, a, with an episode. Back at it again. Back at it again. Um, yeah. That's a, that's quite apt for today, isn't it? Because that was Vine. Was that a Vine or was it a Snapchat? I think Snapchat? it was, uh, it was a Snapchat. But Vine died today, yeah, didn't Vine it? Yeah, Vine died today. That's today. why, yeah. That's why I thought it was um, yeah. apt. Very apt. 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 Oh, I see what you're doing there. Apt. I see what you're doing there. Oh, fantastic. Right. You had a good week. I have. Good. What have you been up to? You know, the usual. I'll answer that for you. Know, you the usual. Yeah. Um, got my hair done. Yeah, I got my hair did. Got my hair done. Um, You've now, as you, as you said to me already, you now have more hair on your chin I than do. you do on your head. I actually have more hair on my chin than my head. That is what has happened. Now I have. I'm a quite head jealous of that. My beard at the moment is very trim. Yeah, but only because you went you went all out for your uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah, but I've also mustache. I've trimmed it since then. Yeah, because I didn't want it to look unruly. Yeah, but no, it's smart. You've gone for the like three mm, five days double. Five days double, I think. Yeah, only five. You do realize this is not five days for normal people. No, but that's only for pretend. us. Five days double, it's fine. Super freaky, hairy men. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's about five days. Yeah, it was it was like that for me as well, but my dad, this would take him five years. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't right. live without a beard anymore. I, I just couldn't. It would, mm. I'd feel naked without a beard. Yeah, it was quite cold. It was weird. I felt a bizarre sensation of wind passing past my face. Yeah, I don't know. I felt very slippery like. and streamlined. Ah, good for cycling. Yeah. That's good. But though, interestingly, when Bradley Wiggins did his hour record, um, there was they actually did some research that they think actually having the beard may have disturbed the airflow and actually made you quicker. Uh, interesting. Yeah, but he still shaved it off anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So there's a fact that was to a start, weird, start of a ten. A weird little fact for you there. That's good. Right, it's nice. Only, so fade. drinks today. Um, today is brought to you by. Let me get the music. Oh, we really need that? to buy a soundboard, like seriously. Where's that music gone? Oh, it's this one, wasn't it? I don't know. Oh. This one. Today is brought to you by. Today I've had a menthol lem sip. I had a coffee. Yeah, I made George and a black americano out of the coffee americano, machine, which was really nice. Yeah, and Thank we've you. been eating... Um, well, we've... They're over here. Um, 
They're 18 chocolate caramel shortcake bites from the co-op. Yeah. We've nearly polished them all off. Yeah. They're quite nice, actually. They Makes are a good. bit of a change to crisp. They are, they are actually... They're good. So, barring I don't um, pass away during the week, yep. um, we will be back on crisps and beer. Yes, we will. We will resume normal progress. Right. So, what's our start of a 10? This week's start of a 10, we're going to Venezuela. <laughs> you know that's not in Africa, right? <laughs> I know, but I couldn't do a Venezuelan accent. I don't know, it's kind of Spanish, I suppose. It's South America, isn't it? Jose Vargas Garcia. That's better. Um, a woman has been caught trying to smuggle her boyfriend out of jail in a suitcase. <laughs> yes, you heard that right. <laughs> in a suitcase. Oh, great. In Venezuela. What was he in prison for? Do we know? Do we know Let any details? Let me get to that. Oh, sorry, I'm, that's a ridiculous question when you've only just read the bloody article. Anton Weta Robbers Salawidera. I can't do the voice. Uh, no, that, well, I think that was good enough. She's 25 and her six-year-old daughter went to visit her boyfriend, Jose Varagas Garcia, who was serving a nine-year prison sentence in Venezuela. While there, she put the man in the suitcase and attempted to sneak him out. When she tried to walk past the guards, she struggled to push the suitcase, which prompted them to search the luggage and led to the discovery. Wow. Saudo was arrested and Garcia was again placed behind bars, while the little girl was taken into temporary care of local social services. That's all the details we have. So the thing is that um, I'm actually quite acutely aware of Venezuelan law, <coughs> believe it or not. Are you? I have an uncle, yeah, so we won't get into it. Um, and basically the, the penalty for... <coughs> breaking someone out of prison is 10 years. So she's going to be in there longer than he was? Yeah, that's exactly right, yeah. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, you it, can imagine it, though, a stupid law like that. It's quite funny. The suitcase is probably within inside the British Airways hand see, luggage the... capabilities. Oh, dear. Wow. That's impressive. That reminded me, I saw recently there was a woman tried to smuggle someone into Morocco from Africa or something like that, or Spain from Morocco, mm. something like that. Exactly the same. It was like, a, no, it was, it was, a, it was an African migrant. <coughs> and she put him into his su into her suitcase and tried to just like wheel him in. Oh, no, he, she drove. She didn't, um, she didn't take a plane, obviously, because <coughs> they'd have scanned it and it'd have been obvious. But she drove in and they pulled her over and checked the suitcase and yeah, there was a, there was a man in there. Just this, like, African immigrant man, just in a suitcase. You'd be so cold if you went in a plane in a suitcase. You you would probably get hypothermia, yeah. Well, there's all those people. Do you remember when there was that string of people over the summer a few years ago in London who kept on falling out of the landing gear as planes were approaching Heathrow? No. This man landed on the roof of the not-on-the-high-street offices, obviously dead. How did he fall out? He's tried to stow away inside the wheels oh, on, right. a, on a jumbo jet. Where did it come from? I'll find the new story now. It must have been somewhere like Africa or the East or something. Somewhere where migrants are trying to get in. Onto not on the high street. While you're doing that, there was a man in the 80s, I think, 70s or 80s, who shipped himself to Australia. He'd come from South Africa, 11 hours. South Africa. And he landed in uh, southwest London. Was he, I suppose he was already dead, probably, wasn't he? Um, I don't think they know. Wait. He must have been. The news story he couldn't is have flown that way high. His death. Yeah, he was dead. But yeah, there was a guy in the, I think it was the 70s, he worked at Heathrow. 
So he knew the sort... I think he worked at Heathrow. So he knew, like, how things worked. And, yeah, he put himself into a shipping container um, and, with the help of some friends, got himself... Yeah, by the little help from your friends. Um, got himself put onto an aeroplane and flew to America and stopped in Delhi. Um, they stopped in Delhi and took him off of the plane <laughs> and then put him back on the plane. <laughs> uh, seriously, I'm pretty sure this is what happened. And then, if I'm remembering it right, and then he wound up in Australia got out of the box when they landed in Australia, got off the plane and, and ran, like, away from the runway and over a fence. And he actually got away and with out. this. Yeah, and out, and, yeah, he's, like, a legal citizen and everything. Mental. He's, he's, <laughs> he'll find him online. What? Yeah, he shipped himself to Australia. That's, so, that's mad. So, if you're poor, there is still ways to get around for free. I remember reading a uh, story about, you know those, like, jailbreaks they do? Where you you do a charity jailbreak, you're allowed no money. Yeah, they do it with um, universities. And, yeah. yeah, and you have to try and see how far you can get. Yeah, that's right. This bloke, um, I remember, I think it was just the wording that sticks with me to this day. He essentially managed to get his way to the channel. And then he did what he recalled reverse immigranted his <laughs> way from the UK onto the <laughs> continent. He got to, like, Marrakesh or somewhere. He got it the whole way... So he went backwards as an African uh, yeah, African went, immigrant. Yeah, he, he managed to get back down and then have his photo taken with a paper. What? You know, like, within the 48 hours allowed That's and all mental. that. That's mental. Because I, I, no I remember it happening um, at Exeter once when I was up, up there. There were was, there was some people fundraising for it. And I tried to think to myself, how would I... How would I get... Abroad, I couldn't think of a way that I'd do it, like in that period of time, with no money. And the point is, along your journey, you're supposed to raise money, aren't you, as well? Yeah, well, it depends how serious how... you're trying to get. If you're just trying to go as far as you can without raising money, you just make friends with a trucker. Yeah, you could do that, actually. And then you, you could get quite far in 48 hours. And if you could just sit in the cab. Um, and you, just yeah, you get could somewhere. truckers get yeah they could get pre- you get pretty far in in a, in a cab. I found this man, the man who posted himself to Australia. It'd be so boring though. He was in the mid sixties. He's an Aust- he was an Australian athlete. Reg Spires found himself stranded in London with no money to buy a plane to get home. Desperate to get back to Australia in time for his daughter's birthday, he decided to post himself in a wooden crate. I swear he worked at the um, worked at Heathrow. He came to the UK to recover from an injury from javelin, Tokyo Olympics. Was he hit by a javelin or? I don't know. He was a javeliner. A javelinist. Um, yeah, a javelin. A javelist. Oh yeah, he he took an airport job to earn some cash. There you go. Um, but his wallet containing all his savings was stolen. That's a shame. Um, and he said something worked out. He worked in the export cargo section. There you go. So he knew about cash on <coughs> delivery, cash on delivery with freight. Um, he'd seen animals come through all the time and thought, if they can do it, I can do it. <laughs> That's so mental, isn't it? Yeah, so him and a friend did it. Blah, blah, blah. Built a specific crate to fit him with straps and stuff. Look, there's some straps, just in case it got rolled around. Oh, what? So he, like, he put, like, a waistband and two arm loops in there? He, yeah. So he stay in very, place. Put it this way. To, it's yeah, not a very pleasant not, way no, of horrible. travel. How to, long did it take? I don't know, I'm, I'm going to try and get there. I don't want to read it all. Um, to avoid any suspicion that a person was sigh inside, the crate was labelled as a load of paint and addressed to a fictitious Australian shoe company. <laughs> That's mental. Mental. And there's a picture there of what he would have looked like in the box. Yeah, his body position is bad. A 24-hour delay in the airport in London. Oh! 
And oh. let himself out of the crate once the plane was in the air. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. I'm not surprised. Why you? He had. You, to, you'd get such bad deep vein thrombosis. He had two plastic bottles, one for water and one for urine. <laughs> you don't want to get those confused. Uh, peed in a can and put it on the box. That's. M- I I always thought like, oh, is it possible to post yourself? But the fact that people have done it. I reckon you could actually do it quite comfortably if you put yourself inside a, like a, you know, like a mask container. You know, one of those, Yeah, like, you could do it in that. Yeah, M-A-R, definitely. M-A-E, uh, you know, like you see on a container ship. You could just rig one out like your front room. Yeah, you could. Like, I mean, this room here is about the same size as the inside of a container. Yeah, actually, it probably is. You could and get I mean, a sofa, TV. Plush. You could get a sofa, TV, yeah. some leisure batteries, bit of Wi-Fi. Yeah. Just post yourself around the world. Yeah, you could. I was right about him stopping in India. He stopped in Bombay where the baggage handlers turned him upside down on the runway for four hours. <laughs> he took off all his clothes. <laughs> was that related? Yeah, because he was so hot. And then blah, blah, blah. He heard the Australian <laughs> accents when he got to Australia and was just so happy. Yeah. Three days travelling in a wooden crate. <coughs> Um, but still had the challenge of getting out of the airport. Some tool. There were some tools, so he just cut a hole in the wall and got out. <laughs> he got. <laughs> there was no he security. Left. He put put on a suit out of my bag, jumped through the window, walked out onto the street, and thumbed a ride into town. <laughs> what a legend! The, the thing about there that you is, go. Thing about that is, he actually he thought through like a good amount of it, but a huge amount. Was still left a yeah, chance. And luck, like so much luck he had to, to not get totally... Well, also, he could have been, he'd have been arrested probably. <clears throat> also, he didn't know... He, he, uh, he didn't know that the flight conditions would be all right. Like, he well, could have just... Yeah, but that's what he thought. He thought, well, our animals come over all the time. If they can survive it in the cargo bay, so can I. Mm. It must be freezing in one of those, in, in a cargo bay. It must be. Yeah. Like, freezing. Yeah, Crazy cold, like minus, yeah, minus, minus however, minus twenty or whatever. Yeah. But then it's not going to kill you. It's that cold. And I suppose he'd be in. He'd be in a box, which would be quite warm. I don't know. And <laughs> I don't know what the thermal he properties a... of his box were, but <laughs> um, <laughs> well, they used elm instead of oak, and it has a higher thermal resistance. <laughs> um, he did have a blanket though. Oh, did he? <laughs> But, uh, it was the sixties, Angus. Oh, was it? Was it the sixties? Yeah, nineteen sixty-four. Oh, so it wasn't as cold back then because oh, global I had this warming dream wasn't that he'd so bad. Two thousand and ten. No, nineteen sixty-four. So the global warming hadn't kicked in yet, and it was much. You know, it wasn't as cold. But the, if you were a baggage handler and you realised that there was a bloke inside a container, I'd just I let him, him out and be like, "Fair play, mate." I would. I'd knock on there and be like, "Do you want, to, do you want another bottle of water? Yeah. Or something? Probably. Do you want to come out and go for go to the loo? Go mate? for a piss." <laughs> Do you, to, do you want to go use the facility? You okay? <laughs> yeah, but you you just lo- you'd lose your job if you were ever caught. Yeah, but so what? Fair play to the guy. Yeah. For stowing away, absolute commitment, hero commitment. Yeah. And he was a javelin thrower. He was a javelin thrower, an athlete. Yeah. That's kind of a cool job, anyway. I can't remember quite how I found it the other day, but I was looking at um, there's this like African dude who throws javelin. Mm. And at the Olympics, and you know, like how normally they, as they do their like sidestep run up and they throw it, they obviously remain on their feet. 
Mm-hmm. This guy does not. He just fully goes and for he it. Throws him, he throws himself <laughs> to the floor with it. Um, let me find his name. Has he got any world records or anything? Um, I think he is actually... The uh the like the world the whole the world record holder he well, throws that why that's what they're missing out on they need to th- throw themselves <laughs> he throws it so far with the jab Julius Yego I need to see a self self taught Kenyan oh you can you can learn to be a Kenyan no he's not a so yeah fair play here he is copyrighted. Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> he's throwing a 92.72. And he's taking his run up. He's a big he looks, bloke. Yeah, he looks big. His bicep's about the same size as his Jesus, head. Yeah, he's scale. <laughs> he's huge. And look at this. Oh, my God. The commitment. <laughs> Throws himself. Yeah, he quite literally did chuck himself. Crikey. He goes, into the, he goes into the lead by like four metres, which in that game is so far. I then remember... That's full commitment. That this is the same YouTube rabbit hole I went down. Five crazy javelin throw accidents. Right? You know the little man in the straw boater hat? Yeah. Who walks around at the yeah. 80-ish metre? Uh-huh. There's a video of a guy just getting speared. Where? Where was he speared? Like through the chest. It's honestly savage. <laughs> was it like the Olympics or something? Yeah. That's brutal. So he throws it... And it just gets him in the chest. Oh my! <laughs> it's just sticking out his chest. Heck. I appreciate we're in audio format, and I've just shown George a video. Yeah, it's true. Sorry. But yeah, basically. Did he die or? No, he just cool? pulls it out. Yeah, that's a, that's what you're supposed to do when you get something stuck in you, right? Absolutely <laughs> not. You're supposed to leave it in. One oh one. If something's stuck in you, yeah, just pull it out. No, it's you're fine. supposed to leave it in just because it, it keeps it oh, bungs the hole for just, the bleeding. Mate, pull it out. Wet paper towel, bit of pseudocrem, job done. Apologies. It is a well-known fact that a wet paper towel will prevent infection. A blue paper towel, though. Yeah, not green. Is it the properties in the blue paper towel? Yeah, it's the blue. <laughs> blue is antibacterial, which I is remember. little known. That's why the the bags of ice were always blue as well. Oh. We were talk- I was listening to the radio earlier and they were talking about giving somebody bumps, you know, like throwing them in the air. Yeah. And I was like, oh, mum, yeah, well, when we were at school, I, they did that to me, threw me up in the air. And we used to- we did this thing once where we were called running the gauntlet, where you got like 10 people on either side and you had to just run through the gap while they kicked you and tripped you up. And I did it and somebody tripped me up and I landed like, I just absolutely ate it on the top <laughs> and skidded along. But I was only about two weeks after I'd had like surgery. And it burst this, it ripped the stitches on my chest. And to the point where my blue school t shirt had red on it <laughs> from my chest. I don't remember that. I do. It was truly harrowing. I go to see, um, go see the, the lady in the yeah, glass box. Yeah. Sure enough, wet paper towel, bag of ice. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be fine. He'll be fine. If only she was Irish. Send him away. Perfect. Send him away with a bag of ice and a blue paper towel. <laughs> You had oh, to be God's special sake. to get a, a bag of ice, though. They were very protective over Yeah, you had to have a bleeding chest and wound. Spe- and they specifically told you not to eat it. I don't know why. They must have put... I, be- I think they lied. They just said they put something in it so you couldn't eat- You didn't just eat it. <laughs> it was extra cold ice. <laughs> <coughs> oh, wow. Yeah, school injuries. 
I was lucky. I I pretty much got through unscathed. I never got any serious oh, injury. Oh, I had some weird things. I got. Oh, no, I did run. I was running or walking across the court, the big court, mm. <clears throat> and uh, I was in year seven, and a sixth former. They were just playing football, and a ball just flew straight into my face. Um, and I think <laughs> I was out cold for me just yeah. like a second because I woke up on the ground. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like you're not. You don't remember out. how you got to the ground. Yeah. Um, that was, yeah, that was quite, had a bit of a headache, but I was lucky because if it had been like my jaw or something, it could have been a lot worse. I was that kid who always got kicked in the face. If somebody kicked a ball, it always hit me It was me in, in the your face. face. Always. Like, I was always the kid who got falcons. Yeah. Like rugby balls, footballs, you name it, I got it in the face. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had, the one of the worst things, we just used to take a, a rugby ball to school and then just pelt it around on the field at lunchtime. Yep. And I was chasing after the rugby ball and I was running, like, sprinting. And my quad just decided it no longer wanted to quad anymore. Yeah, and I it had... just go ping. It went ping. And it was a real bad, like, quad tear. And everybody took the mick out of me massively because essentially I went down... I fell over like I'd been shot. <laughs> it was That was really bad. And it hurt so bad. And then... um. I had to go to... I went to, like, the walk-in clinic and whatever because I wasn't actually sure what the hell I'd done. Bag of ones. Um, no, they... My whole leg went black. My leg went, b- like, bruised all in the... On the area. It was quite bad. Um, and it, it genuinely took me quite a long time to build up the muscles to be the same as mm. the other side again. Like, I had to think about what I was doing. It was Chicken right. Egg. I was just chasing after a ball. I wasn't very and athletic. And it just went ping. Mm. Weird. I was sprinting as fast as I could, though. Overdid it. Awkwardly, I was sprinting as fast as I could, and the person I was running against was running about 70%. (laughs) It just proves, really, that... My skeleton was going physically faster than my muscles (laughs) could take, to the point that one one let go, and and he was was on a gentle cruise. (laughs) Oh, God. It just proves, though, if anything, that you just you just don't need to exercise. Just don't do it. It's not worth the risk. You might, you know, you might ping a quad. <laughs> I'm not going to stand by and condone that advice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I should. I should do exercise. I find it's. <clears throat> I find it very hard to get motivated to do exercise. There must be something I'm missing out on because I just don't know. I don't know what. Uh, it's still always hard, no matter how fit you get. I, I've been in all states of fitness. I mean, like, I've literally gone from uh, being, walking up the stairs and nearly dying to mm. being really fit, like, really, really fit. And it doesn't matter. No matter when you start doing your exercises or your training or whatever you want to call it, it's still just as hard, but you go either go further or faster. Yeah. Because to, to be making an improvement, you have to be working at that level to be, yeah, to be hurting. So yeah, you have to get yourself to that point where it hurts. And then what does happen when you get really, 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 really fit? It's actually annoying because your my exercises, my routines and stuff on my bike were getting really long. So to achieve any kind of workload that was like doing anything, it would take me an hour to get there to be achieving the thing. And you, you don't always have that amount of time. So then you shorten it down and do something horribly intense, like super yeah. high intensity intervals and things yeah. like that. Which just make you, you, if you are not careful and you tip over the line into, as I understand the more scientific end of it now, you tip <coughs> into like working at your, pardon me, sorry, I've got really bad like burps and wind. Um, like 
anaerobic. Yeah, the lemsip and the squash is repeating on me. Anaerobic threshold and things Mm. like that. And even beyond that, like VO2 max, where you'll just be sick afterwards because your body is essentially working to that level. So that's not really plausible. You can't do that and then still go and do something the rest of your day. Yeah. So you can't really, it became an actual problem. I feel motivated now to start exercise, so... Yeah, you as you said you said this to me earlier, and Thanks. and you think that your motivation might be spending money. Yeah, I think I think it is, because that's, the, that's when you start actually committing to an idea. Because I think everybody has loads of ideas throughout, you know, throughout life. They think, oh, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a, you know, horse whisperer or something. And until you buy a horse, you're not going to be a horse whisperer. So I you think... You could just hang out with horses, to be fair. Yeah, there's lots of those in you now, but... So, the thing is, I think you need to commit in some way, and then you have to because you say to yourself, "Oh, I've got to go out cycling because I just spent a grand on a bike or whatever," and then you kind of yeah. force yourself into that. Got to go and do it, mm. but I don't know. I'm not sure if anybody has any input about how the hell I can get motivated. Tweet me or yeah. something. I don't. I- I know what you mean. You have to want to do it for the right reason. You have to want to do it for you, though. I do want to do it for me. Then you surely are motivated. Yeah, I'm not, though, because the thought of it makes me feel a bit... Yeah, but yeah, it but always... But do I, I do I watch Netflix or do I go for a run? Yeah, like... but every day when I'm supposed to be doing those things, I know that it's gonna, still going to suck. And yeah. the worst is when you know what you're going to do. Maybe I just need to start. Maybe that's the thing. Start actually doing the exercise. And once you've done that... Then you'll get more motivation. The first cut is always the deepest. Yeah. First cut is the deepest. I can't remember. What's that thing? How many times do you have to do something to make, before it becomes habit? Isn't it like 3,000? No, it's not that many. Because there's that cereal, isn't there? 3,000 hours. <laughs> um, You're supposed to spend 3,000 hours oh, that's on to, that's to, to master something, isn't it? Oh, is that master? Yeah, that's to master something. Yeah. Master, master. <laughs> yeah, that's to, to become... Yeah. Like yeah, I don't elite. know how many times. To... I don't think you're looking to become elite at exercising. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an elite exerciser. No, I don't know. That's just know. what CrossFit is, isn't it? <laughs> People who just got good at doing exercise. <laughs> yeah. If it works just for you, their though, bodies to the if extreme. it works for you, fair play. I love that. I remember I read an article about um, somebody who'd, who'd gone to a... It became like a thing where people would go to a CrossFit class, like their first one, mm. and they'd work really hard, yeah. really, really hard, and then they'd end up with that... Um, ketosis thing where they'd essentially poison their bodies they basically created such lactic deficits from their exercise routines yeah. they end up in hospital yeah. they have like kidney failure of yeah. sorts to be honest it's, yeah, ma- it's mad but you do have to sort of uh, respect and appreciate that whoever's putting on that class mm-hmm. or leading it is damn good at their job because they've G'd you up to get you to the yeah, state where I they'll know. keep you going That's until the tr- they actually break you. <laughs> yeah, they do. That's the problem, I think. Which when is you're... slightly, okay, bad. It's, it's almost its own worst enemy, but it the is fact because... that somebody can make you do that, you've got to acknowledge they're yeah, doing a good job. That is cool, the fact that, that they can motivate you. But I, th- I remember we did a few classes at school that were, um, what was the bike? Oh, like spinning, like X-biking or whatever. Yeah, X-biking, yeah. which was, Jesus Christ. <laughs> And it's just like you don't. It's it's almost as if you don't have a choice. Yeah, they that's the tell thing. you to to go up a level, or they tell you to do this, and you just you just kind of do. Level five. Yeah. Go on. Like 90, scooter. Ninety RPM. Level and five. Like, and then you're absolutely yeah. And you just are see, you ready? <laughs> yeah. You just see people with puddles of sweat on the floor. Abs- yeah. 
But then maybe that's the motivation you need. Maybe we get you to go to a, a spinning class. Yeah, I think I'm more of I'm more adult now, and I would just tell him to shove it up his ass. <laughs> if, <laughs> if 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 a shouty man came over to me, it's like George. Up to level five. You I'd can't be like, reason with it up you can't ass. reason with the spinning class. Man. <laughs> the point is that you buy into it and you do it. <laughs> I'm happy on three. I'm gonna cruise on three. <laughs> let me let me just cruise. You go ahead on five. You guys go ahead. I'll catch you up. <laughs> I'll catch up. When we have a drinks break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's the way to get you motivated. Maybe. Pay. pay. Force yourself into doing it. Or go to a kettle, go to one of those really, really difficult workout classes. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, though. Classes are always difficult because they're mixed ability and you don't, you know, and then you feel like that that newbie who's like... That's good, though. Yeah, you think? Yeah. And also, you won't be as bad as, like, you won't be the worst Maybe you just there. go to, like, old people's class or something and they say oh what? i got the wrong class what, so you just go you start going to daytime yoga yeah and then yoga just for mums do yeah. that and then you then you'd feel really good about yourself yeah because you'd be performing at the same level as them or above you become, you become <laughs> no <the> not above <laughs> same level <laughs> you want to excel this is it your mindset we've now we've worked out when your mindset <laughs> is all wrong for this it is this is this maybe this is this your New Year's resolution too late into maybe the year? I should I don't have New Year's resolutions but yeah maybe this should be why don't my you do New, New Year's, Year's resolutions well, I can never think of something good and it just winds up being be more happy you know and stuff like that and that's just stupid so I've tried countless times to be less grumpy and it just doesn't work so oh, you're doing it all wrong I am a grumpy old man you're assessing your happy you're judging your happiness all wrong no that's not how I be happy that was just an example yeah but being less grumpy is something I should work on. Although grumpy makes me happy, so what the hell do you do there? Well, yeah, then if you're happy, you just have to work out what you what you want from your day. And sometimes... Yeah, but that's hard, because... I got to the point where I didn't care how much awful... Thi- I didn't count the bad things. They they just they don't get ticks in boxes. Mm. I only consider oh, the okay. good things when I come I see, to the end of my I day. I see what you're saying. And as mm. long as I have three things that have made me smile, and one thing that's made me laugh, the day was a success. Can one of the things that made you smile be one of the things yeah, that made you laugh? Yeah, it frequently is. Oh, great. That's cool. That cuts it down a bit. And I mean fully laugh. Like, I something that's like, made me... A, like, hilarious. Something that's made me lose lose control for a bit and laugh, laugh a lot. Yeah. Hmm. What well, one thing each day that scares you? Do you go in for that? Um, do you just, like, pretend to fall down the stairs every day? Not something <gasps> every day, but I do do sometimes... I have pushed myself out of my comfort zone more recently than I probably would have yeah. before. Well, yeah. that, I think that's good. They say that's good. I don't know why. Well, because you do, you end up, when you look back on what you've done for the last, like, three months or four months or whatever, you, you've you probably uh, done more exciting things or achieved more in that time, I think it would be. Mm. And you look back at what, would I have done that four months ago? Was I able to? Probably not. No, and that was because I took that risk or did something scary. Do you know what we've we've turned into? What? We've turned into, like, a lifestyle pod. Like, I don't know, we could rebrand ourselves as Wellbeing uh, with Angus and George. I, no, I don't feel that I'm... How to get the most satisfaction out of each day. No, I don't want to be that guy. Do one thing that makes you ruffle cops. And I'm not saying... And not two that's things not gonna work that for everybody. make you smile. That's not going to work for everybody. And that, I wouldn't recommend... And that works, that's what works for me. That's my way of doing things. Okay, yeah, interesting.
I I would feel not in, I wouldn't be it would be inappropriate for other people to take my word as gospel and attempt that. <laughs> I would not feel comfortable with that. <laughs> I don't know. I think I could I think I could try and um try and do that. I think that would apply to my life. One thing that makes me laugh and a couple of things that make me smile. Because, I think I'm pretty much hitting that anyway. So that's because it makes good. me it makes me act sometimes I have to actively seek out something that's gonna make me laugh. Yeah. So therefore you do something you find yeah, you yeah, read yeah. something, something look you go something up and look in a something coffee up break or, or something. Yeah, I yeah. Yeah. Hmm. No, that's a good idea. Hmm. Hmm. I think I have the trouble is I work in an office. Obviously you know, but lot lots of people won't know. I work in an office, so nine till five pretty much, Monday to Friday. So <clears throat> and then I come home and I eat and then I just like veg because I just can't the be office has sucked your soul. And this is something else as well, right? At the moment, I live at home with my parents at the moment. Um, and I find that that's one of the issues with exercises because I don't ever have a chance to do it because I get up. I'm not very good at getting up in the morning. Okay, that's something I should probably yeah, try and improve really on. I'm really bad at getting up in the morning. So I don't have any time to exercise in the morning. That just will never happen, ever. Never. It just won't happen. That's because so, you get up at 8.35 to be in work at 9. I do, yeah. And then I get into work, I come home, and we have dinner, like, pretty much straight away at home. So I can't exercise before dinner, right? So I have dinner, and then you can't exercise straight after dinner, so you have to give it a couple of hours. And then by the time you've given it a couple of hours... It's 9 o'clock. It's 9 o'clock, and it's like, mm, I probably shot. Yeah, you were gonna go to the exactly. Gym, I can't really go out... I can't really go exercise now because, like, you know, you ain't got time. So then I wind up in this cycle, like, every day of my life. So that I think is part of the problem, but I think a huge part of that is making excuses. You seem quite good at that. Yeah, I'm just making excuses. But also, you just need to bite the bullet. Go for it. But no matter what time of day or night I contact you ever, mm. whether I text you at two a.m., mm. you'll still reply instantly, <laughs> and then you wonder why you struggle to wake yeah, up in I the do. morning. I do. I do. Uh, I am a bit of a night owl. I can. I can stay up all night quite happily. Yeah. Same. Like easily. This isn't. Uh, yeah, um, I'm happy with like literally zero sleeping patterns. I am useless between the hours of eight o'clock and about eleven or twelve o'clock, and then I progressively get better. And actually, I find at work, especially, I'm at my most proactive at about five, which is great because I leave <laughs> at half five, <laughs> so I have like half an hour of productivity a day, and then I go home and I'm wired until like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> I found I do I I do freelance work. I work from home, and then, um, so I don't have anybody to ever tell me when to do things. I like that. So, uh, it's very difficult, and then, but then sometimes things work for me. Like, if somebody ever wants to do anything, if anybody's ever got a time free or they want to go and do anything, I can do it, mm. ever, because I can just move my stuff around. Yeah, you just move when you're doing it's your It's highly work. unlikely that I can, can't juggle things around. And also, some days I will work, like, the other day I worked from 8 p.m. till 3 a.m., and that worked really well for me. That's, that's nice. And then I the like next that. day I watched lots of Escape to the Country. Oh, that's that's a great turn off. Well, you just turn. You just it's just a very put, bizarre. Put it on. Watch people buy expensive houses. It's great. I've watched an awful lot of Escape to the Country recently. And I've started to realise that you shouldn't be allowed on it unless your budget is above like 700,000. Because I'm not interested in watching you try and buy a house in Dorset for two bed cottage for uh, two hundred eighty thousand. Because that is not my dream. 
That's not the dream I'm aspiring to. You're you're like the one million pound yeah. sort of mansion in there was, the Southampton. For example, I watched I watched one the other day. I won't bore you for ages on it. A couple moved from London. They had eight hundred and forty five thousand pounds to spend on their budget. And they Where were they moving moved, to? They were moving to Dorset. So they're like, Oh, we've got eight hundred and forty five thousand, we want four bedrooms and whatever. They couldn't physically find them a house up to their budget they had. There wasn't a, <laughs> they could, I don't they think there was the a house. the biggest house in Dorset. I, I don't think there was a house in the whole of a Dorset. Historic house. That was close to their specification. That wasn't like... <laughs> An, uh, like a Tudor palace. <laughs> yeah, because if you had, if you wanted to spend 800, you'd have to have nine bedrooms <laughs> and four acres of forest. Because that was the only way you could... And they didn't need that. So they wouldn't buy it anyway. Brilliant. So in the end, the one that they ended up like enjoying the most was only 600,000. They had 200 grand left over. Great. You can buy a Lamborghini or something. That that would be a terrible car to buy. Yeah, but essentially, yeah, that really enraged me. But I did quite like the idea of them looking... I like the high end. But I do... I quite like the show. But that's what those shows are good for, though, because... It's just dross, though. Yeah, it is. But it's, it's to turn your mind off a bit, isn't it? Yeah, I know. But I don't understand. I couldn't. I'm no good at working uh, within the the correct hours. Yeah, I wonder um, whether I wonder whether I would be able to motivate myself. <laughs> it's a bit of a motivation special this week, it isn't is. it? How to get motivated, and we've given you no advice. I've just moaned about how unmotivated I am. People must have motivation. So many people that listen to this are students. They must have good motivation tips. I refuse to believe that they don't. Motivational. Maybe like motivation. Maybe we. Should, maybe tweet us some motivational tips. How we should get motivated? Because I, well, me especially, not Angus. I think it'd be a right laugh to do some motivational speaking. I, that I would think be it'd be fun. it'd be proper funny to go. I would really like to go back in. I would really, really think it'd be go super funny to go back into school, like Jack Russell. Yeah, or, or, or if, go if back. If anyone in, ever had him, go back in and speak like about. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe I could do it within like. Um, I could go back and speak to like the, the photography class or something, which is in my industry, or and how I've an intimate setting. What I yes, in a smaller group of people, but what I actually learnt within school and how what I use what I've learnt now that if I could go back and do school now, with my grasp on how I do things, yeah, now you it'd be a totally different kettle of fish. But again, it's one of those things, isn't it? People would sit and listen to you, and then they would take literally none of it in. And then 10 years later, and they'd, 10 be years like, later they'd be like, I really should have listened to that guy. Bloody hell, he probably had a point there. <laughs> if we'd listened and actually acted on those things, I'd be five years down the track. I wouldn't have had to make all those mistakes too. Yeah, but you don't, we don't listen at that age. I think I'd just go in really over-enthusiastic and just be like the stereotypical kind of speech kind of guy that they're expecting. So, guys, which funny. one of you wants to be a pilot? <laughs> You could be a you pilot. Could, if you, you could be a pilot. You could be you a could pilot. Aspire, you could aspire for a nine-to-five office job. <laughs> you are not going to be a pilot. No. <laughs> You're colourblind. <laughs> Just like the, the guy in the read adverts. Oh, Jesus. I don't know why they were all career choices. One of the, one of the most heartbreaking... Last, last thing, I know you're telling me to wrap up. One of the most heartbreaking things I've ever seen was there's this guy who we went to school with who always said all he wanted to do was be a pilot. And he still thought he was going to be a pilot up until they were in science. And they were doing those, you know, you look at those colours on colour backgrounds to see if you can see the numbers. And he's like, I can't see it. And that was the first time he realised that he had oh, this like no. sight issue that was essentially set fire to his dreams. And it just like his whole world crashed around him. Did, did you, sl- did you look at him in slow motion 
and in your head have Simon Garfunkel Hello, play darkness, my as his friend. as his face just dropped. Yeah, his life is um, Pen Affleck style. His life is now not what I would call orthodox. And oh, I'll that leave can it be at good that. sometimes. Cool, we got time for a watch. I haven't been following none. Something I happened. I don't know what he's been something up to. Happened. I saw his face pop up the other day. Was it his birthday or something or something? I found out. I found out the other day something about him as well. What? He has a daughter. Does he? Yeah, definitely. Because she, was it Shaquille O'Neal that went over there, or yeah, someone like that, wasn't it? A few years ago. Yeah, he. No, it wasn't him. It was Dennis. No, <coughs> Dennis Rodman or something. It was Den. It, yes, Dennis. Like it was Dennis Rodman. Someone like that. Um, confirmed it. He does have a daughter. Here's the intro. Unwatch, unwatch. It's it that was the intro. Perfect. Yeah, that that was a fact. They're all telling... Uh, North Korea keep telling Obama to start packing. Well, yeah, because he's leaving. He's leaving. But that doesn't seem much news. That's weird. Um, uh, Kim Jong-un are building... They're building a new statue. They're oh, boosting, we love a good, we love a good boosting statue. his cult status <laughs> with a new Great. statue. Brilliant. Just what we need. Constructing yet another monument to Kim Jong-un. On top of the highest... Oh, we need to stop playing on these news articles where these videos play in the background. Last week, I listened back to the podcast of that, that deer getting shot and the girl crying. It's honestly quite disturbing. It is disturbing. Yeah, go back and listen to that. It was hilarious. It was the start of last week. Do they have to drive like five mile an hour by, by, by again? Like that <laughs> oh, that time? was the last one. Oh, it's on top of an active volcano. Oh, that's a great place to put a statue. Lots of people are going to visit that. That also that news story was on the Telegraph. That's that's but legit. It just, it just reaffirms our uh, the whole purpose of Unwatched. Um. Oh, the sun. Kim Jong Unki, North Koreans hooked on crazed leader Kim Jong Un's supply of hardcore drugs. What? That's the sun, though. That can't be legit. They keep referring to him as the tubby tyrant. That's definitely going to come back and bite someone. I read something the other day as well about him, that apparently he intentionally put the weight on to look more like his grandfather. Because he used to be quite slim. But his <coughs> grandfather was a bit tubby, so he put more weight on to look like his grandfather. I that love, was a theory, I love anyway. these photos they always have of him stood around with other generals all laughing. <laughs> oh, they're great. He basically... Yeah, it says here that this guy... They're all getting high off his painkillers, but I surely that's not real. What's the deal on posting news that isn't real, though? I don't know. I suppose it's the wording that they use, isn't it? A source has told us that... Yeah, just the usual, really. Just building another statue so and telling un- Obama to watch his back. Un's being un. Another week of un being un. Un watch, un watch. That has been Kim Jong-un watch. That's the outro. A little bit uninteresting, really, wasn't it? It was. Uh, do you know what? I think, are we, have we, have we proved our point yet with Kim Jong-un? <laughs> no, we have to. Maybe, maybe, we'll, uh, we'll, maybe we'll just keep an eye on him and, and bring him in when he's done something awesome. Not just more statues. Well, I mean, awesome being terrible, but you know what I mean. Shooting people with the, the anti-aircraft yeah, gun again. Yeah, like that, yeah. We're waiting for more murders, really. Essentially, we're waiting for murders. That 
concludes the personal messages. We continue with music. Right. Crikey. Interesting week. I think we, we found a better start this week. We yeah, got into last our week was an odd one to start with. Um, again, if you haven't heard it, you need to go back and listen because it was perhaps the wrong choice. Yeah, we talked about suitcases. We talked about a woman getting oh, yeah, busted right. for smuggling her lover out of prison in a suitcase. I'm going to attach a photo Very of that intelligent. on what the great pod, idea. on the Twitter and the Facebook or whatever because it's funny. So when you Ridiculous. see this, and we talked about the Australian javelin thrower who uh, <coughs> shipped himself back to Australia from London. Oh, and we talked about the person who fell out of the plane onto not on the high street. Yeah, and we talked about this is javelin. Javelin for a bit, then the Kenyan sport. javelin dude, sport. George's lack of motivation yes. seemingly for anything. And everybody's going to help me with that. Sport for a bit. And then yeah. we talked about um, work motivation. Yeah, work. And then and escape to the country. Yeah, and then un. And then un. Our good mate Kim. Kim Jong un. At least this week you can remember what we actually talked about. As most weeks. It's that was good that we remembered that. It's really hard. To I have such bad short term memory loss. Seriously. I'm when, worried. But I don't know if other people have ever talked to, like in a pub for 40 minutes and then sat there and tried to think about all the no, things that you've covered on the way. No, people have never done that. People really have hard. never done that. Really, really difficult. Right. Thank you very much. Yeah, he's I been George. It. Yep, he's been Angus. I've had a cold. Sorry if I've had to blow my nose a few times and I've sneezed and I've sniffed and I've... Uh, yeah, but I'm... Get in touch. Good. Yeah, get in touch with us on Twitter, at Start10Pod, yep. on Facebook. Yep. Find that picture of the woman inside the suitcase. It's, it's funny. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, um, or, or if you don't, just imagine a man, like, contortioned with his knees <laughs> by his ears inside a suitcase. <laughs> a pink suitcase. A pink suitcase. Fluoro pink. <laughs> Hand luggage size Stabilo boss pink. Stabilo boss, yes. <laughs> Throwback to the queen, Stabilo boss. Boom. Right. right. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Catch you on the flip side. That's everything, isn't it? We've done all. We've done all the bits we need to do. Yeah. Right. I'll fade out. It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by True Car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill. Plus, take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed and together we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit penfed.org/auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can make a change. We need a new generation of thinking. Your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com.